Hey everyone, and welcome to A Loving Marriage Podcast. I'm James Wilson, and I'm all about helping husbands and wives grow in their love, their faith, and in their communication so that they can grow closer to God and to their spouse. Now listen, in this episode, we're going to be talking about priorities and how to make your marriage a priority. Well, why? Well, because we're all tired. You know, it's 2021 and we are tired. We are almost emotionally drained. You know, we have work and and quarantine and masks and there's so much that's happening that we can have um, a real focus on a lot of other things and sadly put our marriage as an afterthought. But we don't want to do that. We, We want to be focused. We want to have our marriage to grow. We want it to be enriched. We want to grow closer to our spouse. We want to be a better husband. We want to be a better wife. Um, But in order to do that, we need to make our marriage a priority. And so I'm going to go over five ways to make your marriage a priority. Now, let me give you some advice. I know you have hectic schedules, you're busy, you get a lot of things going on. But I'm really going to break this up into an acronym, Um, but basically into a phrase that says play. You need to play more with your spouse. How do you make your marriage a priority? Well, you need to play more with your spouse. Now, the P for play stands for prayer. You need to be praying more for your spouse. Now, I know, again, with busy schedules, but a busy schedule really doesn't affect your prayer life because you can talk to God at any time. (laughs) You can wake up at 2 a.m. and start praying and talking to God. Now, don't call me at 2 a.m. I would... I'd think about picking up. I would pick up. I'd be a little concerned. I I would think about it, (laughs) but I would pick up. But nevertheless, you can pray for your spouse in the morning. You can pray right when you wake up. You can pray before you both head out the door. You can hold hands and stand in a circle, even with the kids, or even if you don't have any kids, you can still pray together um, in the morning. Or again, you can pray for your spouse by yourself in the morning. You know, you don't have to pray together or you don't have to pray by yourself. Nevertheless, pray more for your spouse or throughout the day. Again, if you are driving or if you are running some errands or even if you're at work or just sitting on the couch watching television, even during the commercial, you can pray for your spouse. And even the last part of that is at night. You can pray for your spouse before you go to bed. Um, both of you can pray together. Or again, you can pray um, You know, as you're kind of winding down the day to, to go to bed. You can pray for your spouse then. But a good way to make your marriage a priority is to focus on your spouse and to pray to God um, for them. Now, there's a couple different things that we need to talk about. And, and I'm guilty of this. You know, We are not talking about praying to God to change our spouse so they will fit our needs, okay? Now, can I get an amen, all right? We're not talking about that. That's, this is not the podcast or the, uh, the content that's going to be talking about changing our spouse. We, we need to change, um, and then because of our changes, we can influence and help and serve. But even with the prayer, we're not going to pray, God, change my wife from stop being so annoying, God, change my husband to get off his lazy butt. You know, that's not what we're talking about here. Um, But I get it. I completely understand. And and I'm sure my wife Allison has probably had several of those prayers. Uh, But um, what we want to pray for is something like, God, I ask that you protect my husband as he's out through the day. God, I ask that you give him protection as he's out, in, you know, as he's traveling to work or as he's here at the home. God, I ask that you um, bless my wife 
with with continued health. God, I ask that you watch over her heart. God, um, I ask that she that she grows a desire for you and a desire for your word, a hunger for your word, um, and just all the aspects of life. You can pray for your spouse to to um, continue to grow and to, to desire to be a great godly parent. There's a lot of different ways for us to pray for our spouses, but also just a prayer of gratitude and praise. Saying, God, thank you for my spouse. God, thank you for my husband. Uh, God, you know he drives me crazy. God, sometimes I just want to just grab him in the butt to say, God, thank you. Thank you for my husband. Thank you, Lord, for, for the love that he has shown me. And the same for you as husband. Say, God, thank you for my wife. God, I know sometimes, Lord, I feel like I'm just not connecting with her. But God, you blessed me with her for a reason. So God, I thank you for that. So again, a way to make your marriage a priority is to pray with your spouse more. Pray for your spouse more. Again, you got the morning, you got throughout the day, and throughout the night, as well as the different types of prayer. Now remember, we're not praying to God to change our spouse in a way that fits our needs. We are genuinely seeking God and praying for our spouse because we love them and we want what's best for them. The second thing, so we talked about we need to play more with our spouse. P is for the prayer. L is for listening. Listen, genuinely listening to your spouse will make your marriage a priority. Now, I know you want to see everything that's happening on social media. You want to see the notifications. You want to check the email. You want to go and, you know, watch The Mandalorian on Disney Plus or, you know, uh, basketballs back in. There's a lot of different things going on, and we can easily start to become multitaskers during conversations with our spouses. Now, I know most people multitask at work, even as, as a stay-at-home mom. I, uh, my wife, Allison, I know she is definitely multitasking with you know watching the kids and getting things ready. But we have to be careful as husbands and wives to not multitask when our spouse, um, when they're telling us something that's important. Um, because the truth is, you, you need to stop scrolling through your phone as your spouse is talking to you. Because when you're looking at your phone when your spouse is talking to you, it's not, it's not establishing a deep connection. What it's showing is that you're interested more in what's happening on that device or more what's happening on the television than you are of what your spouse is trying to convey to you. But this is why the cell phone companies, you know, they, they tell people because it's really easy to text and drive. It's extremely easy to text and drive or even watch a movie while driving or to watch a video while driving. People do it all the time. But that's why the cell phone companies have really tried to lock down and create Do Not Disturb and create some features to help people to stop looking at their phones while driving. Now, you and I, we both know that when we're driving, our lives are at stake. Um, just a split second of a mistake could cost us. It could be costly. But some people still do it anyway. They know the consequences of driving while texting, but they still do it. And so I want to make sure that we know the consequences of really ignoring our spouses as they're talking to us. There are consequences from that. And, and the consequences go is you're not making your spouse a priority. You are saying that there's something else that's happening that's more important than what they're saying. And we have to stop that. And I'm talking to me too. This is all of us together because everybody wants our attention and everything wants our attention. But we have to be very focused on who do we give our attention to. And so again, we want to genuinely listen 
to our spouse. Now, one way that we can show that we listen to our spouse is once, um, once they, they finish speaking, we can simply just repeat what they said. Just repeat what they said. It's super simple. But it's hard to do, but it's not complicated. But when we do this, we're showing that we're actually listening. So if you are, let's say you, you're, you're scrolling on your phone and your, your spouse comes to you and they start talking about their day, um, what I would encourage you to do is to put the phone down, to look at them, <laughs> look at him or her, and then once they finish, say something like, well, babe, it seems like you had a really rough day and you seem angry that it's just um, you just had a very you had a lot of things to do today, but you really didn't get to get anything done because of all the um, disturbances that happen. How, how what, what can I do to help? See that that's a whole lot different than oh okay sorry. <laughs> you know we, we want to be more intentional, and again we we want to be genuine because pe- we can tell when people aren't listening to us. Have you ever been talking to somebody like face to face and they get a text message? And then they look down at their phone, like they're looking at you talking, and then they get a text, and then they pull their phone out and start looking at their phone while you're still talking to them. And what that shows is that what's happening on my phone is way more important than what you're saying. And so we don't want to do that in our marriage. We want to have our marriage, uh, we want to make it a priority. So just make sure that you're genuinely listening to your spouse. So remember, we want to pray more for a spouse, we want to listen. But the A in play um, um, really goes to ask meaningful questions. Say it with me. Ask meaningful questions. Now listen, we want to be more intentional instead of asking the short-ended questions. Listen, I'm guilty of this too. It's because it's so easy. It's just kind of what we've adapted to. It's just the thing. It's the thing. But how was your day? How are you doing? You good? You okay? But those questions are going to get short answers. You know, how was your day? Good. How are you? I'm okay. (laughs) I mean, you know, so again, it's not saying that those are terrible. Don't ever do those. But what I'm saying is we want to make our marriage a priority. And a way to make that is to not just ask questions, but to ask meaningful questions. So something in the sense of, um, hey, babe, was there anything today that just made you smile? Hey, was was this, was there something? Um, what's God really speaking to you right now? Is is there something that that um, that God's showing you in your life that that I could help with? Hey, babe, is there is there a movie that we could watch right now that would just be awesome and just really help us connect and just have fun? You know, but just things like that. Um, some even another one. You know, um, something like, how can I help you this week? That's a great, meaningful question because, again, you're not asking just for the sake of asking, but you're asking with a genuine intent to help and to serve and to love. When you ask your spouse, how can I help you this week? I guarantee you it's going to catch them off guard because you are, you're opening an invitation for you to be a part of their problem. Because, again, you can ask, how was your day? And they'll say, good, it was okay. <laughs> but when you dig deeper... Um, It really helps make our marriage a priority. So the next one, which is the uh, the why in play. So remember, we want to make our marriage a priority by playing more with our spouse. We want to pray more. We want to listen more. We want to ask meaningful questions. And the why, we want to 
yield to the Holy Spirit for wisdom. Now listen, if we were in a competition on who has made the most mistakes as a spouse, (laughs) just you and me together, I'd probably be in front of you by 23 miles. I'm just saying, I am a hot mess. I mess up all the time. But with that, I am so thankful that God helps me to recognize it and to humble me um, in, in order so that I can apologize and to move on together. Because what doesn't help is when we're stubborn with our choices. And so what we want to do is yield to the Holy Spirit for wisdom. Not what we think that we need to say, not with what we want to say, but what God, what do I need to say right now in this moment? Because without yielding to the Holy Spirit, we we start to say things that can really tear our spouses down instead of building them up. And so even when we're upset, and sometimes I get upset. I, I understand sometimes you get upset. But even when we get upset, we need to ask, we say, God, can you guide me on what to say and to how to treat my spouse? Because listen, if you don't, and I am guilty of this, you're going to do something or say something that's going to have a lot more pain. It's going to cause a lot more hurt than, um, than, than you need to. And it's going to be hard to clean up the mess now, years ago, whenever I was, uh, whenever my son was younger, I'll never forget, uh, I was in my office working, and I went out. He was, he was being really quiet. Allison had a headache. She wasn't feeling well. And so I was in my office working, and my son, Eli, was a toddler at the time, and he was being extremely quiet, which was not like him. So I'll never forget, when I went out to the living room, there was a, a, <laughs> a big tube of uh, Gatorade powder. And, you know, I was making it and mixing it for Allison um, to, you know, replenish her since she wasn't feeling well. And it was all over the place. Powder everywhere. And the worst part about it is that Eli was a toddler. So, you know, he t- toddlers tend to slobber all over the place. And so when you have spit or, you know, moisture mixing with Gatorade powder, that starts to make sticky goo. <laughs> you know, and so now you have the carpet that's orange. It to- I mean, it's everywhere. Powder's all over his face, and I'm going, "Oh my gosh, this is going to be a mess to clean up." And the same thing goes for when we say something that we we haven't asked God for wisdom, um, but we just say it. There's going to be a whole lot more of a mess to clean up in our marriage. So when we mess up, which we will, listen to me. Making your marriage a priority is not easy, nor am I saying you're going to have a perfect, conflict-free marriage. But what you can do is as you walk through your life with your spouse, when, uh, even beforehand, just throughout the day as you're praying, but ask God for wisdom in what you should say to your spouse and in how you treat your spouse. And you should do that often, even when you're happy or even when you're frustrated with your spouse. And, And the other part of that is, Ask God for wisdom and be ready to apologize and to move on. And when we do that, we make our marriage a priority. So make sure that we do that um, because it's important. Again, don't try to do everything from a quick reactive standpoint. You're, you're going to, it's almost like a, a landmine. <laughs> we don't want those consequences. So when you start feeling like you're about to say something or you're about to do something, remember to ask God to help you. And that will definitely have, uh, make your marriage a priority. 
Now the last part of play, which is actually two Y's because I wanted to make sure to add this one in there. So again, we want to make our marriage a priority by playing more with our spouse. We want to pray, we want to listen, we want to ask questions, we want to yield to the Holy Spirit for wisdom. And then the last one is, yes, we need to play. We need to have fun. Now I know that um, you know I've said the, you know the, the five things several times because it's important. We need to remember this. If you do these five things, um, it will change your marriage. I guarantee it. Now, you get out what you put in. So with all the stress that's happening, with all the strained schedules, listen, your marriage needs to have fun. And I'm not talking about going in the backyard and jumping on a trampoline. I mean, if, if you want to, gung-ho. For me, it's too cold right now. You know, we're in January. I'm not doing that. But uh, years ago, I heard an old quote that was, um, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. But the same goes for our marriage. If, if we're not doing anything that's fun together, then we're really not having fun. I mean, we don't want to be in a, a marriage that's just stale. We want to have fun. Say it with me, fun. Do you remember that? Do you remember what fun is? Do you remember in the early days of, of your relationship, even before you got married, you were excited to talk and, you know, the queasy feeling, you know, the nervousness of, you know, talking on the phone. If you remember cord phones from the home, you know, it, you know and, and text messages and going on dates and really just laughing and sharing stories and taking pictures. I mean, just think about it. How many pictures have you taken? Uh, just try to compare. How, how many pictures did you take together while dating? Versus how many pictures do you take together now? How many stories and dates did you go on while you were dating? Versus how many stories, you know, that you share together and how many dates do you go on now? And I know you get, you know, you probably have kids and work and all these, but these are all excuses. We do what's important to us. Now, if you can find the money to buy the latest technology or to, you know, buy this over here to buy the things that you want, then you can find the money to afford to, to hire, you know, someone to watch your kids. And who's, who says you have to go to a fancy restaurant to have fun? Let's just go on a walk. And in a walk, just, just, just talk about the day. Again, ask those meaningful questions. Share some stories. Have fun together. Um, but nevertheless, we want, to, we want to move forward in having fun because there is a lot of stress. Our schedules are strained. But those are just excuses, and we want to make our marriage a priority. Now listen, as time passes, we allow um, things that are familiar to reduce our excitement. I want you to be excited about your marriage. You need to be thankful. I know they probably have annoying habits. I have annoying habits. Come on, Allison has, <laughs> Allison has moved the dirty clothes hamper so close to my side of the bed that I literally have to climb over it to go to bed. I'm just kidding, not that close, but, but nevertheless, there are some things that aren't so exciting. But we have to um, really fuel that excitement because marriage is a blessing. So I urge you to stay excited about your marriage. You need, to, you need to tune up the fun, and it'll bring both of you closer together. Now with that, I have some cheap date night ideas, some ideas for fun. I mean, listen, again, you could go to a romantic dinner, or you could cook together. Just cook something. 
or bake something. It doesn't have to be a five course meal, but just bake something, you know, dance together. Just the other day, I mean, I, it, it was super weird, but it was really fun. Just the other day I had music on and I walked up to Alison and I, you know, I put my arms around her and I danced with her. You know, again, it's just being intentional. Even if you want to do a movie night, um, you know, and you want to get some snacks even after the kids go to bed. And trust me, I have two kids, so there are times where we play a movie and one gets up and starts screaming, so we go in there and all that, but we're still spending time together. And when we do spend time together, we put our phones away. We are unavailable to everybody except each other. So whatever you do in your marriage, we want to make it a priority this year. This is the year. You want to grow closer to your spouse? You need to play more. You need to pray for them more. You need to listen. Genuinely listen. Put the phone away when they're talking to you. You need to ask meaningful questions. You need to yield to the Holy Spirit for wisdom. And lastly, yes, play. You need to have fun. Well, I hope you enjoyed this, this episode. Listen, if you want more content like this, then go to weloveoneanother.com, weloveoneanother.com. Um, but also, if you just want to connect with me, you can email me at james at weloveoneanother.com. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear um, if this podcast was beneficial to you and your marriage. Again, my whole thing is to help marriages, um, to help husbands and wives grow in their faith, in their love, and in their communication. Um, so thank you again, and I will talk to you later.